Thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Community Church Podcast. If you find today's episode hopeful and helpful, then please follow or subscribe and then rate and review so that more people can find the conversation. Today's guest is licensed professional counselor, Lisa Zwagerman. Lisa and I dive into the topic of how to deal with stress in a healthy way. And we talk about the difference between stress and anxiety, and then get into some really practical things that anyone can do to help their stress. This is my conversation with Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Hi, John. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I got to start off with a fun question. I know you just went on vacation. So what is the most fun, your favorite vacation that you've been on before? Oh, it was probably not this last one, but... Oh, no. I think there's a good story there. <laughs> um, hands down, my favorite vacation I've ever had a chance to go on was pre-COVID, and it was over the holidays in 2019. Um, we had an opportunity to actually go on safari in South Africa as part, as part of a trip. And it was incredible. And I will always be thankful for that opportunity. Is it like as, is it like what you picture? Is, like, is it like the movies where it's like, there's literally all the animals and you see them or is it more like, no, it's just for the movies and it's a little bit different. It was much like the movies, I would wow. say. <laughs> it, was cool. it was a really, really cool experience for sure. How, uh, to scare people off, how long was that flight? Oh, uh, the flight was long. We went from Michigan to Atlanta and then our long flight was Atlanta to Johannesburg, which I think tracks in somewhere around 19 hours. So it's a long flight. Whoa. For sure. <laughs> we did not take our kids. It was me and my husband and then two other adult friends. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that would be a long way to go, especially if you had like a like a baby, like 19 hours yeah. with a baby. Like not only would you like everyone would hate you as well. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Speaking of stress, that would be right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, oh, excellent segue. You nailed it. Okay. So yeah, today we're talking about a hey, stress in our lives. How do we deal that deal with that? And I should probably say maybe deal with it in a healthy way, because I think plenty of people deal with stress in ways that they probably, you know, aren't super helpful to them or healthy for them. Absolutely. Um, and I know that I know that there's like a lot of times stress and anxiety kind of get lumped together, um, but there's a difference, right? Could you let me describe a little bit? Like, could we start there? Like, what's the difference between stress and anxiety? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think it is very helpful to differentiate between the two indeed. And um, I think it makes sense if we think about it sort of in this way. Um, stress is a physical or mental tension, discomfort, irritability, uh, something that you can kind of feel or experience as a result to a specific trigger in your life, the stressful trigger. Uh, some people feel like a physiological pain uh, or difficulty focusing or sleeping, sort of uh, in that regards, in result of a specific trigger in their life. Um, and now anxiety on the other hand can be defined more so by a, um, like a persistent 
excessive worry. Yeah. Uh, and those don't, those feelings, those worries don't go away, even in the absence of that stressor or trigger, right? So it's often like this response to a fear or uncertainty or doubt um, that we have about something that may be causing us stress, but it's not the actual stress, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I'm guessing that the importance in like figuring out which one you have is because how you kind of try to resolve it is probably a little bit different. Is that fair? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well then, um, okay. So if, if stress is this like acute thing, then I is, I mean, there's probably one side of it that's like, Hey, resolve the issue itself, <laughs> but that is not always practical. Right. Sure. Um, sure. you know, it's, it's not, Hey, never work again, you know, or, or whatever your stress source is or, Correct. uh, yeah. So what might be a good starting point for helping your stress? Yeah, I think that no matter what the stressor is uh, and that you're starting to realize that it's causing you distress or, um, you know, persistent feelings of negative, you know, those negative things that you're feeling or experiencing, uh, the best thing to start by doing is kind of like a self-assessment of your current ways that you are managing your stress and coping with your stressors. Um, and when I say self-assessment, take uh take a look at your uh, a week right so how are your what do your days look like from top to bottom uh what are you spending your time doing and is that then when we start to look at ways that are healthy ways of dealing with stress are the things that we're doing uh lining up with some of that or are they not and so um so i guess starting with a, a self-assessment i guess is the the number one thing yeah. So I'm curious, so like you mentioned, so, I mean, it, it kind of seems silly, but like no one that is experiencing stress is like, oh, this is a positive thing. Right. But some people just, I would say maybe, I don't know if I want to say ignore, but will just like kind of just try to push through if mm -hmm. that expression makes sense. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, I, but is that like, is that a sustainable thing? Is that a are they actually coping and they don't know how they're coping? Uh, I think it is that they are coping, right? You're coping because you're getting through it. You're muscling through it. But I agree with you in the, in understanding that just pushing through and muscling through certain things can then down the road lead to a situation that is not going to be healthy or beneficial. Mm. Um, an example of that is, you know, whenever anybody talks about any kind of work burnout, right? Yeah. Um, muscling through that and doing things that somebody has always done that have maybe worked up until a certain point in time. And then like, like now they're not really working for them anymore, right? That's when we want to kind of recognize like, okay, this coping skill or the, this set of things that I've always done in the past isn't really helping me through this current stressful situation. So now I need to assess and figure out what are maybe some other things that I could start doing or start trying. So I'm curious, you mentioned like an unhealthy coping mechanism. Um, how do you know if something is, is unhealthy? Like, I'm sure that there are like clear ones where you're like, okay, well, this is obviously like maybe destructive, but yeah. I'm sure that there are, um, one, I guess it may be hard to recognize that. Right. But, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard people, you know, talking about these types of things and they'll say, well, it just helps me, it helps me get through, you know? Mm-hmm. And while they're, yeah, it's nice that they're getting through, but it might actually be harming them. Um, so do you have like a qualifier for like how you recognize if something's an unhealthy way of coping? Um, well, I think if it is something that you're, so a good example of this would be probably alcohol, right? We could just say, uh, some people will say, well, I just have, you know, a drink because it helps take the edge off and helps me get through the evening, um, or through this time, which at the front end of it, it does kind of help relieve that tension. But then if it starts to become this like habit and you're, you create this kind of dependency on it, then it would turn into something negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a qualifier for something that is destructive as far as a destructive coping is anything that is not contributing to your overall health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think avoidance is a big one, uh, like avoiding the stress or avoiding it. It's something that sometimes is imperative to like just get through the day. Yeah. But you have to then find time and allowance of yourself to deal with the actual issue. Hmm. It's almost like, you know, it seems like there are times where, you know, even a healthy coping mechanism can become unhealthy or even if it's maybe, maybe a neutral, this is, we're getting the weeds here, but like I said, that is neutral, right? Where it's like, Hey, you know, maybe it's a one time thing and you just have to like go through, you know, it's like the stress of, I don't know, your significant other is giving birth or something like that. It's like, okay, you're stressed. Let's just get through this moment, right? <laughs> but yeah. um uh but if like if it's a sustaining thing, then you might have a problem there. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good way to think about it. Gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe we can like broaden out and get out of the the weeds of the neutral, healthy, unhealthy coping <laughs> mechanisms. <Sounds good>. Uh <laughs> what what might be some general principles that anyone could start trying as they're feeling stress? A few uh, things that are good to think about is um, kind of kind of goes back to basic. Like this is not like mind-boggling stuff, right? <laughs> so yeah. I think it's important to just get down to the basics. And when we're talking about assessing and figuring out how to deal with our stress, ask yourself the following questions. Am I getting enough quality sleep? Am I eating healthy, hydrating my body? So am I giving my physical body the things that it needs to do the jobs that it needs to do during my waking moments? Am I getting some exercise, some physical exercise? And that doesn't have to be, you know, two hours at the gym every day. Uh, And then avoiding things that are detrimental or can be detrimental to our body. Um, excessive alcohol use, caffeine, that sort of thing. So I think it's important to tune into yourself, take an inventory on a, on a whole of yourself um, and see how you feel also when you're doing certain things throughout the day. Right. So again, it's increasing your mindfulness of how do I feel when I have the opportunity to go outside and take a walk? Does that increase my overall, the way that I'm feeling, because when we feel a little bit better about the things that we're doing, we can increase our ability to manage and, um, uh, and deal with stress. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think that as we increase these like good things that we're doing for our body and our, and our mind, it raises the, we'll call it a stress bar. Um, yeah. Your capacity. Your capacity, right? That's a great word. And that is a word that we talk about in our home a lot, actually. So what is our capacity for managing and dealing with stress? Mm. Um, and I do think that we can affect our, um, our ability to have a higher capacity or lower capacity, depending, depending on the way that we're kind of managing our day-to-day, uh, day-to-day things. Yeah. It sounds like it's almost like there's like a lot of proactive stuff that's going on involved in that. You know, it's kind of interesting as yes. you're talking about that. Like, it makes me think I'm, I'm going back to our, our coping strategies again here, but like part of the problem with maybe some of the neutral or the avoiding or the, I'm just going to push this aside until I get through is that you'll actually like rob yourself of the opportunity to like really increase that capacity um, mm-hmm. and identify what things actually are helpful. Because I mean, yes, it's like, drinking more water. Like maybe that is like a profound thing for somebody where it's like, you know what? My ninth coffee of the day isn't actually helping me with this. And I need to like have some water beforehand, but, and those are really practical, like drink more water, Exactly. add a a salad, add some green veggies, you know, things like that, that, um, are really tangible and can identify how you can move forward. Yes. And exactly proactive, simple things, right? Like for example, right now I'm looking out the window at a beautiful plant and I'm, and it, and it's making me happy too. Right. So again, it's that focusing on those positive moments and those beautiful moments throughout your day can kind of recalibrate your brain, I think, to then manage the 20 minute, super stressful conversation you're going to have with a client or a family member or a child. Uh, right. So there's some kind of examples of that. Do you, do you like recommend like how having, you know, people say trigger and it's usually a a negative word, but positive, like you could think of it like a positive way of like you have Mm -hmm. an association, um, like creating those throughout the day. So you can recognize those moments because I mean, especially today, like everything's go, go, go. Is that kind of like the, almost the culture of I'm in a hurry. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on to the next thing. Uh, would, would it be helpful to kind of develop some like routines or, or yeah. triggers to like think positively in that way? Yes. I think that, and I was thrown off a little bit when you said trigger, because I think you're right that we associate <laughs> that. that. <laughs> no, that's fine. I think we associate that in a very negative manner, but perhaps um, if we start to think about that in, oh, this is my trigger moment for mid morning to practice two minutes of mindfulness where I'm going to inventory what is around me that I can currently look at that's going to bring me a little bit of joy and positivity, right? And mm-hmm. so maybe it is as simple as like, we know that if you're sitting at a desk all day long, you some people have to set reminders uh, to get up and walk around. So maybe it would be helpful to set little daily reminders on your phone to say, what's something that you're grateful for right now? What's something that you can look at that's beautiful? What is something that you can, you know, can you go outside and um, get a little bit of fresh air? Uh, I think that that's really great. So whether we call it like, reminders, um, moment, trigger moments, uh, anything like that, I think is 
could be very beneficial. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you brought up inventory a few times. Is it, and part of this, right, might be proactive, like talk about, hey, here are some clear steps that for a lot of people are really helpful for relieving stress. Um, Talking about reflection, would you recommend, or like, would you say like, hey, like realizing and reflecting on the points of your day or the points of your week, or maybe you don't even experience these things, but these things are things that do bring me joy and make me calm. Um, Mm -hmm. And just then, okay, I need to figure out a way to schedule or add those things in, in a more routine way. Yes. I think that can be really beneficial. And some people are really good about doing that naturally. Uh, And maybe they, they do it in a, in a morning time in like a meditative, you know, time or in their prayer in the morning. Or um, I have a friend who she writes one line in her journal every night, just one Mm -hmm. line. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's simple, but it's an act enough that gets her thinking about her day, gets her thinking about uh, that, that maybe gratitude, that positive thing that she's hopeful for, for tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I think it, it does have to be this, this cognizant decision, because like you said, we are all very busy, uh, but I think that's a good example. So right in the evening time, maybe right before bed, you could journal a quick line. Uh, you could use your phone and I'm sure there's an app for, you know, a gratitude. <laughs> there's an app for everything, right? Uh, yeah, something like that or um, in the morning. But yeah, it doesn't have to be this big elaborate thing, right? Yeah. It can be these small moments throughout the day. And, you know, we do know that with practiced an increased gratitude and recognition of that, it can really help deal with the stressors in our lives and, and, and so forth. So. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. As you're thinking that, like, I know I've heard people talk about the, and kind of dismissive of the power of positivity or the power of, of a thought, you know, and, and if you think about it, if there's anything that we can affect in terms of like relieving, it's like, well, stress is because of our thoughts on a certain thing right? And are ruminating on it. And so if there's anything that we can alleviate with changing our mindset and changing our perspective, it should be that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And is it looking at the situation, of course, from a different viewpoint, right? Mm. Is that beneficial? Is there a way that, that you can practice doing that? Yeah. It's also helpful. Like when you say different viewpoint, you mean like the situation you're currently facing, like that type of thing? Yeah. So say there's a certain situation that is causing stress. Is there a way that you can look at it from a different viewpoint to either gain some control over it or to uh, just kind of gain a different understanding of what's happening too? So if you're talking with a, with a client who's like sharing about a stressful situation, are there questions you might ask them to help them see it from a different viewpoint? Yeah. Uh, I think it depends on what is going on. So if it would be something between two people, perspective taking can be really helpful, right? So if we're talking about, uh, you know, within a relationship, they're, they're feeling very stressed because of a conversation that was, that was being had or because of how they are feeling about a certain thing. Um, you know, empathizing with that and their feelings is very important, but then having them try to, of course, see something from 
somebody else's viewpoint can be helpful, can be beneficial, uh, but that can be hard to do. It can be hard to see things from a different perspective when you're in it. But again, it's good practice. Yeah. Well, and you talked about the different, like the different stresses and things like that, and the different sources. Are there different strategies like that you might suggest for like, depending on the type of source or where the stress Mm -hmm. is coming from? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think so. Just avoid it all, right? (laughs) Perfect. We've solved it. We've solved the problem. Yeah. People are really good at figuring out how to avoid stress. Like just, no, no. Yes. I think this is a good question. I think it's really good and thoughtful to kind of, um, to continue to wrestle with. I, I do think that actually leaning into whatever the stressor is to deal with it in a constructive manner is going to always be most beneficial and most positive. Now, if we talk about, let's just throw some examples out there, right? Some things that people are stressed about these days. Let's say that, um, let's say there's something shocking on the news and something traumatic and maybe even something in your own community that has happened as a result of something bad, right? Yeah. One of the things that we talk about doing is limiting your exposure. Uh, So limiting your like news exposure Mm. to traumatic events can be helpful in stressful situations. That doesn't mean that you go and avoid and hide under a rock about it. Mm. What it means is that you seek out clear information. You get the information that you need, right? Mm. And then you come up with a plan for kind of working through that. Uh, So again, a constructive manner in dealing with the issues. Uh, So what does that look like in, what are other stressors? Like what are some other work? I've got, I've got the stress from this. I'm feeling pressure from a boss or a coworker or something like that at work. Right. So the pressure is coming because I have this long list of to do's, right? I have 17 million emails that are not, that I haven't taken care of. If you could stop talking about my inbox, I would really appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, mine too. And I'm, uh, so something that wouldn't be healthy, right? Is to just ignore it all, right? Right. But to kind of attend to it, say, here's 10 minutes. I'm going to work really hard to work through my emails. I'm going to first do the ones that are of most importance and, and deal with those, right? So that's finding a constructive manner to kind of deal with it, coming up with a plan, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're so stressed and you don't have a plan, your stress is just going to get worse. So you have to say like, here's my to-do list. I'm going to check this off the box. I'm going to check this off the box. Like checking things off of lists can be, can be very beneficial to no matter what, even if, even if the list just continues to grow, Mm. it's at least like it's changing. So like your, your stressful points or your to do's are at least changing because you're addressing certain things. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that something you said that could be super helpful even in and of itself is like, I said work in general, 
and you had, and you narrowed it down to a specific aspect of work, right? right? So you were, I was like, Hey, there's this work. And so I think that for some people they are like, work is stressful. And it's like, maybe but it's how thinking, is work stressful? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause that changes it. Right. Cause if it's a right. relational stress that might change how you go about, like you mentioned constructive planning about it because right. you know, plan could help with the stress. Right. So, and I think relational, I mean, you could add that there. Right. So say you have a relational stress. Is there any, like, do you think about that differently? Yeah. I don't know that the plan actually changes. Right. Cause so you're going to want to always kind of have a plan in, managing or in dealing with, right? So if it's a relational stress, there's going to be things that need to get done. Like you're going to have to have tough conversations. Most of the time, that's it. But then there's tools for having tough conversations, right? There's Mm. ways that we can, I don't know, quote unquote, fight fair. There's ways that we can realize in a relationship, if we can identify one goal that everybody's on board with, Hmm. and we can all get there. Yeah. And then it takes, takes steps. But also if it is a relationship that is causing stress, why? So again, leaning into why is it, let's get more information, the information that we need, that's going to be constructive and coming up with a plan for kind of getting through it and figuring it out. Hmm. I mean, that, I think you had a really good point there too, is that uh, like, what information do you need? And what mm-hmm. is not going to be helpful, right? So, right. Um, that sounds that just feels important because it's focusing on hey, there's a time limit to this instead of like incessantly dwelling on it. Um, yeah, I don't know if that incessantly is the right word there, but <laughs> continuously know. dwelling sounds on good. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, talk a lot about different strategies and different like ways we can kind of think through these things. Um, I'm curious. I know you're you're a follower of Jesus as well as as a counselor, and so uh, if you can put on that follower of Jesus hat and like combine those two roles for a second, how would you recommend or what advice would you give people that they can incorporate Jesus into this this stress situation? Yeah, absolutely. I think on a whole, having faith, having a relationship with Jesus has wonderful stress reduction properties. Um, If we kind of break it into a few different things. So faith oftentimes helps, you know, helps provide purpose, right? Mm. Yeah. Meaning purpose to your life, uh, which can help people cope with many different distressing questions or perplexing things. You know, what, what's the meaning of life? Where do we go when we die? there's answers for those oftentimes yeah. within, a, within your faith. Um, stressors around even job stuff. Well, who am I created to be? Why am I here? I think that again, answers can be found within, within, a, within your faith and within having a relationship with Jesus and a, a life uh, around that. Um, so provides purpose, right? Yeah. Uh, and more so oftentimes we see that people who have a faith or who have a relationship with Jesus um, have these va- have value systems that uh, 
can help in dealing with uh, with stress. And so, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So even outside. So if you think about like all religions, most of them value love, kindness, uh, servanthood. Yeah. And oftentimes they kind of condemn stress producing feelings, if that makes sense, such as like hostility, anger, aggression. Um, and so thinking about how our faith values continue to promote just kind of living in a way that is probably more positive and less stressful, yeah. uh, I think makes a little bit of sense. Uh, additionally, we know that having faith provides hope, right? Uh, we talk about in stressful situations, if people can have hope, can accept the situation that they're in, but then be able to manage and deal with it, uh, that can be beneficial. And it, it also just kind of helps you, I would say faith helps, helps you accept the things that you know you can't change. Right. So I think probably most people are familiar with the serenity prayer, which is one that is big with um, like Alcoholic Anonymous, that sort of thing. And it, and it goes something like, help me to accept the things that I cannot change um, and the wisdom to know that, wait, know the things that I can't change, accept the things, wait, how does it go? <laughs> we have to look it up. It's, and yeah, wisdom, it's like, uh... to know the difference between the things that I can and cannot change. Right. Mm. Um, and so I think that faith increases our kind of openness to, all right, what is within my control and what is not within in my control, the stuff that's not within my control. I have these tools that I can kind of manage the stress around the stuff that is within my control. I can come up with a plan to, to manage. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say like, lastly, oftentimes people who have faith are, involved in their community or are connected. And so we know that connectedness to, to others is a great way to help deal with stress because we're, uh, we often feel as though we have somebody to talk to about things and we have this kind of belonging to a group or a, you know, greater community. And then also, again, there's this opportunity for, for giving, for serving, which is helpful in living a life that can manage a lot of stress. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah, I think, and I think what's cool is that you touch on a lot of things that like are, can be faith steps for people, right? So like you mentioned purpose and sure. all these questions that might be causing stress, even in the background, you know, are related to things like your job. Okay. What's my purpose here? What's, what's the value there? Um, and that's an opportunity where if you're a follower of Jesus, you can dive into those questions and find answers to those questions from, from the Bible and through, you know, talking to other yeah. uh, people who follow Jesus as well. You know, you mentioned like, oh, taking a step, getting in a group, um, serving, talking about purpose, you know, and those are, those are things that you can do really tangibly like, hey, I can take this step and experience these types of things. Um, and the second one you talked about was like the, the the values, right. And understanding like, mm -hmm. okay, what behaviors and things, I mean, we want to go specific from, from following Jesus, like the fruit of the spirit are a lot of elements that the peace yeah. patient, like those are elements that, um, 
kind of create, like obviously peace is the opposite of stress, right? <laughs> right. Uh, right. And so uh, that can be a great litmus test for saying, okay, if I'm pursuing my faith, if I'm pursuing a relationship with Jesus, like I'm hoping that these things will be start to become evident in the things that I do. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think, and, and so I think that's like, you talk about the framework for how does following Jesus like incorporate into all these different things. Um, and it, part of it comes down to, Hey, start, start taking steps in your faith journey, because a lot of those things correspond with, um, ways that you can relieve that stress. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of like the just do right like it's important to plan but it's super important to get involved and jump in and get something done because the more that you that we sit and like ruminate about a stressor or a problem but aren't doing towards it or creating a plan or doing something the worse it's going to get Mm. It's kind of it's kind of ironic actually because it's like you talk about like if someone's really really stressed it's like oh guess what actually if you join a serving team and feel this purpose then it might actually help your stress because of this thing when it almost feels like yeah. counterintuitive yeah. um but but do you see do you see that where you see people taking steps to serve and things like that does do you see it help their stress like in clients and things like that yeah absolutely I've seen it in myself you know I think that we've uh, so I do. I don't know if there's actual like research around that or anything, <laughs> but I think it is extremely beneficial. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because it gets you more outside of yourself. Mm. Maybe there's some aspect to that. But I think it is just, yeah, it's uh, it's all of these these things, right? When we talk about different coping, it's like bringing all of that stuff in, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, you talk about like, you mentioned it really briefly, but those meditation or reflection periods, I think those can easily be incorporated with like a prayer time or um, absolutely the Bible, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Lisa, thank you so much for, for chatting with me about this. I know it's, uh, there's a couple things that I want to think through. And I think that I honestly like the weirdest thing, but like drinking more water, this is something I know consciously, but I think that's like a very practical thing. I'm like, you know what? I should probably drink some more water. (laughs) It's very helpful. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and all your helpful stuff. Yes. Thank you. Well, that was my conversation with Lisa. And my hope is that you have several different things that you can start trying to help your stress this week. I think that two really practical things are making a plan about your stressful situation and taking an assessment to figure out your stressors and the things that help. Because you can't help them if you don't identify them. So check out the links in the show notes for an assessment that you can take today. And also, if you know someone that could really benefit from this conversation, then let me encourage you to share a link with them because I really do believe it will help. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of The Ridge Podcast. And make sure to subscribe and follow so that you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations.